0: Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show All Things Connected Break through the illusion of separation Explore the infinite field of possibility And make connections that inspire Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And I hope that something you hear in the next hour will inspire you, inspire you to envision, to imagine and dream, but not just for yourself or your personal goals and self-centered interests. In fact, instead of making personal goals and resolutions for the upcoming year. What if you gathered with like-minded friends and dreamed into our collective future? Sounds interesting, right? Well, what if you really listened to what is yours to do? What is, what is going on in the world? How can you serve the greater good? And what's your part to play in this epic story that's unfolding before our very eyes, we are waking and we're waking to a sense of ourself as an integral part of a collective whole and our imagination, the creative impulse is also waking inside of us. Will you take a stand for love? Listening to this creative impulse, can you step into the sacred common ground that's ahead of us, and maybe even champion positive change in the world. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential self as I introduce our guest, Quincy Kroll lives to spark imaginations, touch the soul, and infuse joy, laughter, and higher consciousness in everything she does. She's the girl at the party who doesn't need a friend or liquid courage to tell her to get the dance party started. As an actress living in New York City, she's been compared to the young Annette Bening and Mia Farrow, infused with Julie Andrews' spirit and topped off with some Robin Wright control and tenacity. Quincy is currently doing commercial work and has been seen on ABC's Betrayal. She is passionate about the arts and uses dance, movement, music, voice, writing, acting, and poetry to express herself and touch the hearts of many different audiences and I'm sure she is going to touch your heart today Quincy's also passionate about conscious health and in her spare time she's a health coach working toward certification and I'm happy to introduce her as my daughter welcome Quincy <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> you're welcome uh, I'm happy to have you here we did this once I think like three years ago
1: yeah Didn't I? Over Christmas, yeah,
0: I think yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, we had a we had a third party moderator, which made the conversation kind of fun because he took charge and and we got to talk about mother daughter relationships and that was really fun. But today yeah. it's just you and me. So welcome ah. to the Dr. Julie Show. <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: That You're was welcome. such a a cool introduction to hear all of that and um to hear my mom doing a radio show and. And
0: doing her dreams. That's that's cool. Oh, thanks. Well, Quince, I do have a dream. And I have a dream to really raise consciousness on the planet and help everyone understand how we are so intricately interconnected. So I have a first question, a traditional first question on my show. And... I know you know it, but you probably never thought I was going to ask you. So I'm going to start with our first question here and say, Quincy, what does all things connected mean to you?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, All things connected is very um, powerful feeling for me to remind myself and getting little reminders actually, um, with the people I talk to, I may have some thoughts or some fears that come up and it's always without a doubt that same day or the next day, there is another person who is having the same thoughts and fears that we happen to get into the conversation. And so what all things connected to me is that we are a part of a whole system that we are, we know each other's, hearts and minds somehow, um, spiritually, <laughs> magically, that when we relax into it, that we are a part of something greater than ourselves, it's so much easier to, <laughs> to walk through life in that sense, that you just feel like lifted and supported by others rather than separating yourself which is really easy for me to do for all of us to do separate ourselves when we start, um, worrying or stressing or, you know, career change or not happy with our current state of being. It's, um, that we do have a very large support system that we may not even realize.
0: Mm. I love that. I love that point of view. And I love, some of those concepts that you brought into our conversation, because it's kind of where we're going to go with the show. And the thing that I appreciate was even just how therapeutic I'm going to use that. It's like good medicine. How, how just understanding our interconnectedness can bring you peace like oh, literally yeah. when you see yourself as separate and you're worrying and, oh, I got to make this decision. I got to go here. I got to go there. How am I going to figure it out? How am I going to get there? You know, when we go into that state of feeling ourselves as separate from each other, separate from God, creator, source, separate from the earth, when we go to that place, it can be overwhelming and scary. And and there's a lot of pathology that comes from that consciousness so what we're introducing Mm -hmm. is this it's not just this mystical um, story that isn't real you know it it Mm -hmm. maybe some some of our our existing stories are kind of falling apart and we're seeing a lot of that on the planet that's why I invited you in here um, to be on my show today is because we're seeing so many stories that were built on that model of separation and the mm-hmm. stories that are built on patriarchy and, and top-down domination and control and the stories that are built on a God that's so far away and a disconnection from our neighbors and, and all of that, disconnection mm-hmm. from the earth. Those stories aren't working anymore and we need to really tell a new story. So so thank you for that. And I'm just wondering from your perspective. I know you and I have a lot of these conversations. And mm-hmm. I love to bring on guests and I you know from religious leaders to scientists to you know best-selling authors. I get to talk about this all the time and and what I appreciate about you is you ask me to stop and take this in a simpler form like mom just a minute say this in a way that that mm-hmm. others can hear it and not that yeah. you can't understand it but you you say that a lot to me like wait now think about you know if a 25 year old's here listening to this or an 18 year old's listening to this how can we make it what do I want to say palatable and and yeah. Just so that they can hear it. So, yeah. So what, when I say that big story, I would just love, um, I didn't plan this, but because we're here, I'm going to just ask you to share what your understanding of this separation consciousness is and, and how we're evolving on the planet from your perspective. Cause I just gave you my perspective. I'd be curious yeah. to hear how you would word it. Um,
1: thank you for that question. Cause When you do talk about, you know, let's create a new story, to me, that's very broad because within the old, quote unquote, old story, there are a lot of different stories within that. So Mm. I start feeling like I'm not sure. I don't know if I can speak to the new story or even the old story, but I know my life and what I'm experiencing and when you said the disconnection, I think that's what you mean by old story. So the fact that I may feel disconnected from God, um, because I have to pray to God in order to be um, relieved of sins or um, that I have to um, exert myself to move up in in a job or that I need an abundance of money before I can pursue my dreams or just like this reaching outside of ourselves and I think and especially after being introduced to Buddhism um, and realizing that all of that potential all of that wisdom all of the guidance is the God within us and to really value that and to value each individual life, um, is really important for us to move forward as a community, as a, as a world. And so separation consciousness, that was the question. Um, I think I
0: spoke to that. Yeah, you did. And you know, I'm just, so I'm like, I'm like wanting you to finish your sentence so I could jump in here because you sparked something that I think was beautiful. You were talking, you said that all of that wisdom and knowledge is inside of us. It's the God within us that is accessible in any moment. So Thank you for introducing that. I think this is, Mm -hmm. it it flows into a really important conversation about our own creativity and really our responsibility to our world and to our neighbors now. So let's just, with the same wisdom and knowledge that's inside, there's this creative impulse, right? Mm That the impulse of creation that wants to create through us. And so with that impulse of creation, that well of wisdom and knowledge that's already inside, this guidance, all of that, with that impulse of creation, we're all being tapped at any moment to really understand our gifts and know who we are and just be that, like follow that impulse of creation creating through us this creativity and I'm bringing Mm -hmm. that up because I think that creativity and creative dreams we're talking about dreaming into our future right this is the topic for today and and what would it be like if we were envisioning a future and dreaming into our future and creativity and creative dreaming are generative you know creativity and creative dreams they heal they give us hope They move us forward. They activate our own creative genius. So as a creative person yourself, as you are an artist, you are a performer, you create, what would you say about visioning a dream? And and I want to put that into the perspective of the collective here, because I think we all know we've been through that, I'm going to say that old story again, um, is to dream your dream, live your dream, you know, when it's, but it fits into the categories that you were talking about. Like you have to make mm-hmm. certain money, you have to advance in your job, you have to da, 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 da. And so I'm wondering what your thoughts are on creativity mm-hmm. and, and our creative dreams of envisioning a f- positive future. I'm so excited to answer this question. <laughs>
1: um, there's a lot of things like like getting butterflies at a lot of different things that you said. And what you said earlier that we do just need to be us. Like that is the number one thing is being us. I guess I, I've lost that impulse. But maybe it'll come back later. Um, but, you know, after, oh my gosh. Okay. So dreaming of being an actor, because that was, my gift is performing um, and acting and moving and dancing. And I just come alive in that state. And I know that that's mine to do because like it is such a creative impulse that wants to live. And so as I'm, you know, I moved to New York city two years ago and had two weeks of complete freedom where I didn't have a job, but that's all I was doing was reaching out to people and, um, working towards that one goal of getting an agent and being an actress. And it's funny because I know that that's my direction. I know that my dream is to be performing and that's just who I am as a performer. There's been a lot of obstacles, which is, you know, certain. (laughs) We all have obstacles, but what has become very clear to me is that I don't, understand my purpose of being an actor for me alone. And so if I don't have a purpose or a drive behind something, it's very hard. I mean, as for anyone, I'm sure to be motivated to continue that because I'm not the kind of person where I just want to check things off my list and I want to keep going until I check that thing off my list, but I am very malleable and I do move with my creative impulses. Um, And what, Um, you know, learning heart resonance um, with you and Shelley and for the good of the whole and being in that creative space, um, really connecting as a smaller community, even though I've been lost in my own personal path, of like, what am I really doing? Like waking up to am I really wanting to work three jobs to be an actor? And what does that even really mean? Because if I'm a full-time actor, there's still other work that I want to do and that needs to be done in this world. And it's so funny because opening my heart up in that collective group, I understand my purpose way more than that when I'm sitting here, you know, trying to, create this dream of, you know, whatever it is of my own, but I just do feel a grander sense of purpose. Even though I may not know the next steps, I know that I am there for a reason, for a purpose. Um, And I know, especially after this election, it really tapped into, which is interesting. I've never really felt this called for the greater whole, you know, it's just like, Oh, I was given this gift. I guess I pursue this gift, you know, without even really a thought of this performer in me. I just kept going because that's what I was supposed to do. But really waking up to the grander scale, it's like, Oh, now it's my responsibility to step into who I am as an individual, as a valuable life, as we all are. As a valuable life with a valuable gift, now is the time. Really, really now is the time to step into this creative potential and and just trust. Like there's a lot of unknown ahead <laughs> this this next month. Um yeah. and it's it's so important to just trust and to follow that creative impulse.
0: Mm. You know, I'm going to, there are so many good things you just said too. And one of the things that I think is important is really finding ourselves when we get to the place where we see ourselves in relationship to a greater purpose it really moves us in different ways and uh, and i'm just curious then i'm just going to follow up with this question quincy for you is when you find your passion within this greater purpose and it comes to live life like this um it seems like it's amplified this creative impulse too. So I'm just curious what what you do to nurture and amplify this creative impulse within you and really how you learn to follow that guidance and, and what's the difference? What's the difference between that and you know having your personal goal and your personal vision of, of what you want set and goals and that kind of thing?
1: Mm. Um Well, number one, to be very connected. So how I do that, um, I was just refreshed last night. I practiced, practiced Buddhism and going to a meeting and being around people who accept the challenges but know that we all have this great potential for happiness, for enlightenment, and to keep striving for that, for the greater good. And... So for me, it's really important. Like even this morning, I was really stressing because in two days,
0: I'm
1: um, subletting my apartment. And so it's like, you know, it was, that was a, the creative impulse moving me to go home to Nebraska to, to work on, maybe we'll talk about this later, but to work on our project, uh, Mom. And so that was a movement that happened so fast. And I made the decision, and then afterwards it's like, oh my gosh, and then I freak out and panic. I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? Um, so it was really important for me to get still and get quiet, and I chant as a form of prayer. And so that's my centering and, and grounding. And it, when I allow my thoughts to be quiet, then it's like my heart starts speaking, and I start listening and trusting and like trust is a big one for me. It's, it's almost just a constant reminder to just go back to trusting, knowing that I'm okay, um, which is really the hardest thing to do when you don't have control of something. Um, yes. So letting go and getting out of your own way, which is also a huge practice that I have to constantly work on.
0: Well, I like that. I like that you bring in number one, the practice of letting go, but really this bigger spiritual practice that for you returning to a, a regular spiritual practice helps you remember and Mm -hmm. begins to amplify that creative impulse and know that you've made the right decision. You know, um, I, am just going to drop this in. We have just a few minutes before break, but, um, Listening to you, too, I, I just want to presence um, and maybe after the break, we'll talk about resonance and in, in a group and the collective because you brought that up too. you brought up so many good things. But for right now, sometimes this um, change starts with this discomfort. It seems like discomfort and maybe chaos crisis precedes change. It's a prerequisite. It kind of pushes us. There's this um on the, on the continuum or maybe a coin like crisis and discomfort is the opposite side of the same coin of opportunity. And so being ready to listen to that uh, is really important. And so sometimes it pops up and you just go, what the heck did I just do? But breathing and relaxing and trusting again, you go back into that place where it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is mm-hmm. part of a larger plan. I'm being orchestrated. You know, you are the, you are a, a pawn on a chess game as well as um, being the presence, the witness that's moving the chess game. You know, your higher self may be moving you in a direction and and it seems really scary. So thanks for presencing that. You know what? Um, I'm just wondering in just maybe a two minute or less response, um, when you see, I'm just going to ask this because so many people are hurting right now. So many people are in crisis and grieving and in pain and in fear. And I threw out a concept of this continuum of crisis and opportunity on the same axis or different sides of a coin. What do you think about that? Is crisis and and chaos just opportunity on in a different disguise, in a different form?
1: Absolutely. Which is funny that I'm saying absolutely because it's a natural tendency for anyone. Um, you know, some natural tendency. You know, even insects feel fear and they close in, they close off. Um, but getting yourself to that next level and trusting through that, and finding a way to be the peace within that chaos. Like on the other side, there is something you cannot even imagine Um, which is hard it's hard to grow up (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm almost 30 and I feel like oh my gosh (laughs) it's still hard to grow up
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know I I think that's a a fun place for us to stop because I'm just I'm in the same place of thinking about Number one, I'm just chuckling because I've had people in my life say, lighten up, you know, lighten up, play more, have fun. And so um, that would be a whole nother show that we should have on. Sometimes growing up doesn't Mm -hmm. mean getting so serious and, and, you know, and and, and our ability to lighten up. (laughs) But there is opportunity in this. And sometimes I just want to end with before the break with just this reminder that Sometimes there's a plan beyond our imagining, and so it's so important for us to stop trying to imagine it, you know, and that's not Mm. an easy thing when we follow this impulse of creation that's trying to create through us. What if there's a promise that's far beyond our ability to imagine it? Stop trying to imagine it. You know, we're gonna get there mm. when we stop trying. It's kinda like that letting go. So we are yeah. talking with Quincy Kroll right here. And um we're gonna talk so much more about it's time for us to envision a positive future. It's time for us to dream a collective dream again. And what does all that mean? We're gonna talk so much more right after this break. the empower meditation channel as a young teenage boy i didn't even know what autism was how do you even spell that a few years later i heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism i still wasn't sure what that really meant when i went to college my roommate's brother
1: had autism when i moved to the city for work my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism we were both in shock I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, Our son has autism.
0: Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 110 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 600% increase in the last 20 years. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. When I have an asthma attack, I
1: feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my
0: parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits.
1: I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an
0: elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe.
1: But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma
0: doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many.
1: I feel like a fish with
0: no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station.
1: Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space.
0: The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far. But our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Smile. You found Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe just listen to it again. Please visit my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, all things connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I'd love to hear from you. And I always appreciate your messages, suggestions, and the conversation. So thank you. Also come play with me and other global co-creatives like Quincy on goodofthewhole.com. She mentioned it earlier. Quincy, Right before break, we were talking about, well, so many things. But one of the things that you mentioned that I want to come back to, because I think it's a really important piece of this conversation now of really envisioning a positive future. When we do it together as a collective and we envision a positive future for the collective, for the whole, it really raises a it raises us to a whole new frequency and you kind of mentioned it of, of you being able to join others and be on calls and, and really feel that, that resonance, that group resonance and that shared vision together. And this is our time for that. This is our time on the planet. They, you know, many are saying the time of the lone wolf is over. Um, So for us to, to dream into our future is to really dream a collective dream. So I'm curious if you want to speak to that, creating that group resonance, feeling that resonance between one another, what that means. And again, it's like a a new practice of when we come together to really dream into our future, we're, we're coming from this field of resonance and it makes all of what we're talking about so much easier. I'm talking about ease. It's like things flow Mm -hmm. from that state and we talk a lot about flow states. So let's talk there first. Give me your experience of that.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you said that things are easy and things flow because, you know, when you mention or say that it's time for us to have a dream as a collective, it can be so easy to not easy, actually. It, it's hard to think on a global scale. It's hard to have these dreams when we don't feel as connected. So I think number one is, like, knowing and going back to that place of connection with ourselves and really being intimate with ourselves and knowing the value within, you know, yourself. Um, and then, so what happens when, or my experience, in a, a circle, a heart resonance circle, it's almost, it's almost like a meditative state. Um, and I was just, I've actually been having this conversation where um, my natural language seems to be, I don't know, Like, it's hard to put words to the feelings because I I am very um, empathetic, I guess, or I am a feeler. (laughs) And so when I'm in this heart resonance, it does, my heart feels bigger. Um, It does feel like the energy is very palpable and expansive that anything is possible um it feels awesome to be in this community of team and to feel this team by just being with one another and really trusting the flow so it's so easy for me to say something well i it's so easy for me to say something. I blurt out everything, <laughs> but you know, then I, you know, I'll think about what I said and I was like, why did I say that? And then I start analyzing like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that because you know, this, and then it's like, that's almost degrading everything. You know, it's just like really trusting like that what is said is valuable. It came from somewhere. Maybe it's not even like my own thought, but it's coming from this, creative field and playing in a creative field. So I really being in that experience, I do surprise myself, which is awesome to be able to surprise yourself. Um,
0: mm. Yeah. Mm. I love that, that being in the field, you surprise yourself because it is this creative impulse that just, Starts coming from within this. Some people call we well. We have two different terms out there. Um, we have collective consciousness, and then we have this higher consciousness, this field consciousness, or the quantum field. So there's a lot of people that don't know what that means, and then they use them interchangeably, and they're not quite sure what it means. But there's a lot of technologies out there that are about the collective consciousness that try to really um, harness what a group is thinking. What's the group thought? What's the group brain here? What's the group essence here? And it's coming from the people. And then there are those that, um, and lots of technologies, and we're talking about one right now is really being in a resonant field with one another and practicing um, coming from that place of heart is to really access the intelligence that comes from within us. That is that God place inside that spiritual practice that we were talking about before is really going to that infinite source of creation that's within each of us and collectively we're given pieces of the whole. So when you begin to speak within a group, makes sense because it's filling pieces of the puzzle together and it's really Mm. a beautiful, it's a beautiful practice. So thanks for for bringing that into this conversation. I think it's really important and both of those technologies are important as we move forward into the collective now of understanding collective consciousness. What do the people want? But also this greater intelligence that moves through us. So let's put this for the, we need to really bring this conversation into visioning for the future here, not because we have to, because it's what I said that the show was going to be about, but really because it introduces to our listeners today, we've already set this really fertile field for us to go, oh, I get it. So, you know, there's a, a proverb that says, where there's no vision, the people perish. And right now in our world, here, the end of November 2016, we just had this election. You said you feel more called than ever to move into action, whatever that would be. We have lots of people like that. And many are saying, um, I just read a friend's um, post again this morning, who's like, I can't see a future. I only see, I only see negative. I see destruction. I, I don't see a positive future. How can we get there? And so this is a big question for a 30-year-old, but here you are with your Mm -hmm. mama and we're having a conversation. (laughs) But, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about this because you and I are are doing some work with this and we'll talk about that in a minute. But what do we do now? Like when I say that to a 30-year-old, it's time for us to have a collective vision of a positive future. It's time for us to really see the infinite possibilities that lie ahead of us and move into creative space of really owning, collaborating, being a part of this shift right now, like taking a stand with love for love, taking responsibility for our world that we live in right now with our own authority, but with a positive future potential. How how would you respond mm-hmm. to all of those ideas that that I'm throwing out here? I think it's exciting.
1: And I know that with a lot of my friends, that's what they want as well. And I think about like, how are we going to do that? Um, The how is really, I don't think, you know, seeing a lot of miracles happen around me, it's like, we can't really worry about the how, but it's really getting clear on see if I can bring it to me and my experience. Um, What I was feeling the night um, I was working in a restaurant the night of the election and, or um, yeah. And it's like basically almost 50, 50 the entire time. And the morale in that place, in that restaurant, was like—I mean, even myself included—was like, it was like a punch in the stomach, or was like, oh my gosh. Um, and it's kind of seeing something that you feel is so unbelievable, but it's happening. And then I took it down to myself. I'm like, here I am, and I've been saying for so long that I want to write my one woman show. I want to have my own TV show and all these things like really excite me. But the common everyday life that I get swept into here in New York city, you know, it's like a month later I might say, Oh, I haven't visited that script. I haven't, you know, I haven't done my, uh, my writing. And it's like almost that, this was a wake-up call of, wow, I know that I, I babysit also, I babysit a three-year-old and a four-year-old, and the day after the election, I babysat the four-year-old, and he said that he was very sad that day. And I said, why are you sad? And he said, um, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he mentioned Trump. <laughs> and he said he just felt sad all day. And I know that his parents really took took it hard, um, this election and they are very, um, afraid of what's going to happen and doubtful. And, um, this little boy is feeling these feelings that he doesn't understand, you know, how can, I mean, he does, he's brilliant where he's a brilliant child and, but it's just like, wow, well, I have this gift that I know makes people feel good and I know it lights people up. And even being at the restaurant serving tables, not doing the job that I love doing, but I mean, well, working to maintain this high life state and infusing, like hoping to, you know, make people smile. But I do know that, you know, I get told a lot that I make people feel good or, you know there's this one girl I work with. She said, every time I'm around you, I feel okay. I feel at peace. And so it's like, this is all wonderful that, that I can make people in my environment feel this way. And now it feels like, well, the United States is a very huge country for the people who are feeling afraid and doubtful and, um, feeling a sense of destruction and chaos. It's like, well, this is, I have this gift, like this is I want to be using this. I want to be using it on a grander scale. I want to make people feel good because that's what I love to do. And it that night shifted. So I had recently like recommitted to being an actor. I was like, you know what, I just gotta go all in. But that night it just shifted. It was like, well, what's the purpose of being an actor? And it wasn't to be on You know, to be a famous movie star or to um, be on a cool TV show. Even though, absolutely, that will be awesome. Um, To continue, you know, being on TV shows, absolutely, so much fun being on set. But what was more important and really crucial now is to really honor that in me and to know that, like this future really has been shaken up for me. Um I always saw myself as just having a full time acting career, but it's like it's being okay with, you know, maybe that is in the future, maybe it's still happening. However, honoring that maybe it's also changing and maybe my dreams are changing. And really working together as a team to shift this into a uh, a higher level of life state, a higher consciousness, a higher Mm. vibration so that we do act through love rather than fear or hate. You know, I was at a Buddhist meeting last night and this um, kid asked this question. He said, how do we have compassion for somebody that we can't even imagine respecting? And it's like, wow, that is, that is the question. I don't know if you want me to get into the answer. You know, I want to keep it to this, this topic, but.
0: Yeah. You know, that would be another great show and another great conversation because that is down the road. So I'm going to hold that because it's a really good one. And I heard that just yesterday and the day before too from mm-hmm. a woman who's who a woman who has been abused and a woman whose children have been abused and she ha- she holds that same that same question how do you have compassion for the perpetrator when you can't even respect them and so mm-hmm. really important really important question in conversation and it does It does fit into this topic of imagining a positive future here too, because one of the things that you started off this conversation with, I'm going to go backwards here, is is really trusting in this impulse of creation that's moving through us. And then it's not really about the how, it's really getting clear on the vision and then the... you know, the steps, the guidance, the, everything is right there in front of you. So with that, I think it's important. I want to, I want to just kind of bring this into the conversation here and, um, I saw this vision while you were talking that number one with the resonance and the group is like, oh, yeah, it feels so much better to be out on the ocean on a big ship with a whole crew that has a navigation system that knows where they're going. And they're all working together to get there rather than being in a little rowboat by yourself out on the big waves and getting pushed around, (laughs) you know, and then I'm thinking about, yeah, like that's our that's that's the message right here. And, And then I was thinking about the human body. And when you were talking about performing and making people feel good, it's true. Um, Quincy Kroll is an incredible performer. And whether you're singing or acting or whatever, you move people. There's. There's something really deep about your art that taps into people's soul and you can bring a grown man to tears so easily. You move people. So when we think about this gift and Quincy Kroll being fully activated and fully expressed, it's like everyone listening is we all have these gifts, right? To serve the greater good, to serve the whole. We all have these gifts that are uniquely ours and to be fully expressed is really being responsible for the whole. So I had this vision while you were talking about going into the restaurant, making people feel happy. It is so true. You're like a ray of sunshine. Everywhere you go, people go, oh, there's Quincy. It's as if we have this human body and every individual cell Within the body has a different part to play. But when they do it in service of the whole, the whole is healthier and happier and then the whole takes care of each individual cell. So as we all come into our fullest expression, we literally are creating greater health for the whole And so Mm -hmm. thank you for that example. I think it's an important piece of this collective visioning of our future is really seeing a future where every individual is fully respected, welcomed fully um, expressed and honored in their individuality, their unique gifts, and in service of this whole so that it's like this whole new um, way of being in community and communion with one another makes the world go around. It makes it work. So I love that. I don't know if you have anything more you want to say about that, but I just want to leave a few minutes to talk about some of our fun new projects that we're going to do too. So what do you think about that individual being activated as an expression of, of individual expression in service of the whole?
1: Yeah, I think that that's actually, that's the key. It's like unlocking, unlocking the value within yourself that, only you can do, you know, nobody can make you feel that value. I mean, there are wonderful people, you know, hopefully everyone has wonderful people in their life that, you know, kind of polishes that little, little gold heart, you know, shines brighter and brighter, but really valuing yourself in the whole, Mm -hmm. in the collective. Um, I know that, it also works. It well. I was just thinking of being in the heart resonance circle and feeling myself expand within the whole, and that only came from the whole too. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know Look if at these a right practices or wrong. Yeah, but the, yeah. here's the practices, and I just want to just drop that in because we just have a few minutes left on the show, and what we're talking about with this collective visioning and really telling a new story is really, I'm excited to like introduce you as my new business partner that we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to really step forward and help people tell this new story and, and envision a world of love together as a collective and really how we will do that with every individual right where they're at. It's like we don't all have to get interconnected and get all on the same page and at the same moment and on the same huge global collective call to to mm-hmm. do this. It's really about igniting people where they're at. So, um, so we're going to do this, right, Quince? We're going to yeah. create opportunities <laughs> yeah. for people to step in to this higher service and really be a part of this collective vision. And I, I'm like really excited about that. From So from my perspective, I have a community, I have a tribe of people who who do this. Like there are so many amazing people out in the world telling the story of what's working and, and really inspiring positive change. But what's that like for a 30-year-old in New York City in three minutes or less? Um,
1: it's really exciting. It's really exciting because... I have, you know, working with other actors and all feeling like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I just feel so excited to be, to infuse this higher vibration, this sense of joy and hope um, that then, you know, everyone, like once it starts, spreading this higher frequency like I just can only imagine. It's really exciting. a big, big vision, and I love it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of it really helping people, um, number one, just kind of resting in the awareness of their own value, of mm. their own unique expression, like to go, wow, okay, what I do matters and it's enough, even if it's just – in a small office, in a small town, anywhere. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. then imagining, I just imagine you working with creatives and actors that can have a big impact. We know that media and entertainment connects people and inspires people and informs people. And imagine if we all began to bring spirit and consciousness into that voice and into that message. Yes. Yes. So, So yes. (laughs) I, I am so excited. And it's so much more fun to, to even just, just imagine doing this with you. So I'm really excited about that. And I just want to, Invite our listeners to stay tuned, get on our mailing list, go to juliecrawl.com. We'll be releasing this new project called A World of Love very, very soon because, tell them the tagline, Quince, what's the <laughs> tagline?
1: Um, because there are seven billion parts to play in the new story.
0: Because there are seven billion parts to play in the new story, and I love how inclusive that is, I love how intentional that is, and I also like the play on the arts here um, with the theater, with your world, and your work, and really all artists, all storytellers, all, whether you're a poet, a a writer, a speaker, it doesn't matter, there's seven billion parts to play in this new story, so. Yes, yes. Quincy, this was fun.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me. This was awesome.
0: Did you enjoy being here? I did. Did you feel like did you? Like did your mom like throw you any wild cards or or any any bumps or did you was it like fun and ease and joy and flow? Were we in the flow?
1: Yeah, we were totally in the flow. Yeah, well, it's always like, it's always like, I'm nervous at the beginning, and then like, it's fine, it's (laughs)
0: relaxed. Yeah, you did a really good job, and you brought up some really important points, and um, a couple of them that would be great future shows, so I'm looking forward to having those conversations with you. We have been here with Quincy Kroll, my daughter, talking about visioning a new positive future and how we can do that together as a collective. And we're going to have many more of these conversations. I really appreciate you listening today. Remember, as you are listening to this, I'd like to thank you, thank you, thank you. And remember, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. So until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.